Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good stuff, man. Yeah, no, Alex is great, man. He he, he really is a good follow on Twitter. Uh, a lot of good content coming out from him. Now, before we look forward to to the game ahead, let's just talk yeah. about now. But by now, all the PF, PFF grades, Pro Football Focus grades have come out. Snap counts have come out. Uh, I'm going to just give you some of these numbers. Let's talk defense oh. first. Isaiah Simmons, uh, he was in for he made the biggest jump. So when you look at the snap count, he was the one that like glaringly stood out. He played 43 snaps. That was 83% of the snaps. Now, most of that was because Nick Vigil got hurt and he left the game, but it was good to see Isaiah Simmons after a few weeks of just not being very involved, other than obviously knocking out that uh, big fumble to, to beat the Raiders. Uh, you're starting to see some of these young guys get, get some run. Trayvon Mullen, who we traded for from the Raiders, who we've been waiting to help that corner room out, he played 18 snaps. So that's the most snaps he's played in a long time as he's been uh, pretty beat up. Marco Wilson played all but one snap. And for a lot of sake, people think he's been a liability the last couple of, you know, between last year, second half of the year, and, and this year. Uh, he, he, I mean, he's getting some run. You, you do know that, that again, we're getting guys that are coming back off, off IR. You're getting Trayvon Mullen, who's starting to play. So who knows if that will continue with Marco. But, you know, playing all but one snap sure does help his cause. Then when you look at the PFF grades on defense, Zach Allen, this guy, we talked about him last week, and I said we got to give him his flowers. You're not hearing his name a lot. He hasn't got a lot of sacks or anything, but he is he is causing – he's wreaking havoc, right? Like he had a bunch of tip balls on Sunday. I think he had at least two, maybe three. Um, Zach Allen, he graded out at 82.2 uh, with PFF. He was also in the top 10. He was number 10 ESPN's pass rush win rates. So that's, that's a couple weeks in a row now where – he is he is finding his way in the backfield, which ultimately is helping his other teammates get to the quarterback and and just cause havoc and, and really free up those corners, right? It helps out those weaker parts of the defense. And then the last one, or, or there's two others I want to mention: By- Byron Murphy, seventy three point five grade on PFF uh, versus the Panthers wide receivers. He allowed two receptions on seven targets for only fifteen yards. So he shut down Devonte Adams of the Raiders. Uh, and that was one of his, you know, real coming out parties this season. Now this week, does it again? You know, just just holding the top players and not letting a lot of lot of damage happen to the Cardinals uh, defensively. 
uh, you know, he's shoring up that defense. Now, he also, uh, on three targets to DJ Moore, he allowed zero catches and only one for eight yards to Robbie Anderson. So the top two receivers of the Panthers completely just shut down uh, when Byron Murphy was covering him. The Barbarian, De- De- Dennis Gardeck, huge, 71.1. This guy runs hard, mile, you know, 100 miles an hour on defense. He's just flying. So defensively, like we said, this defense has definitely stepped up. Yeah, and I, it's going to be a defensive battle, man. And hearing those numbers and, you know, as we look ahead to the Eagles and their defense and, and those numbers and looking at, uh, you know, our former linebacker, Hassan Reddick, who's playing on the Eagles and his numbers, it's going to be a defensive battle, man. And I look at those 49 points that uh, Vegas has on, on the over-under of the total points scored. And, you know, I would – with the defensive battle, you kind of got to go under, right? Especially with uh, well, let's without... save that thought till th- till uh, Friday's show, though. Let's not make your official pick on the under over. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, you threw out the defensive. No, you threw out the defensive numbers, right? <laughs> which are they're impressive, right? That's why we're talking about them, you yeah. know. And I just was kind of looking at uh, glancing over at the Eagles' numbers, and they got a great defense as well with with Reddick and his. Uh, he's got the most strip sacks in uh, the NFL it. with ten since 2020. You know, I'm always just looking to make a buck. I love it. I respect <laughs> that. Yeah, Hassan Reddick. I, I mean, I'm really bummed the Cardinals weren't able to bring him back this year. There was a lot of talk that when we let Chandler Jones go, that they would make a play to bring him back, a younger guy that you could give some big money to versus extending someone like a Chandler Jones who's a little bit older. And everything coming out of out of Las Vegas, I always want to say Oakland, but everything coming out of Las Vegas, you see, you read the articles. If you search Chandler Jones's name and Las Vegas Raiders, all you yeah. read is man, what a waste of money that was. So that's where Cardinal fans, like, I get, we get attached to certain players, but when they make a, when they move on, right, sometimes it's the right thing. Like, it's not necessarily always, oh, yeah, but they're going to go tear it up somewhere else. You got to look at the length of the contract, the money they got. Yes, Christian Kirk right now, killing it for for the Jags, but that was a lot of money. And, And to bank on him to have that success, it's tough. So yeah. there, there, you have, you'll have the Christian Kirks of the world, but then you also have the Chandler Jones of the world where sometimes it's smart to let those guys walk. And other times, yeah, would you love to have them? Sure. Um, let's talk about offensively in that game. Trey McBride played 32 of 76 snaps. This is after virtually not playing like at all for the offense. And that was ahead of Max Williams in, in the tight end room. So good to see. I give Cliff a lot of crap, especially for being an offensive guru, but good to see him get Trey McBride involved. And, and, you know, he was the number one tight end and a lot say other than Kyle Pitts over the last couple of years was probably one of the top tight ends in the draft over the last few years. Um, so you're expecting him to make a big impact and, and really get in there and become like a Zach Ertz 2.0. Rondell Moore played 65 snaps. So this guy's been hurt. They said they wanted to make big use out of him uh, right away. He got in there. Now, what I'll say the negative to that, we talked about this a week or two ago. I said the minute Rondell Moore comes back, they're either going to split the carries between Dorch and him, or Dorch is significantly going to take a, a hit, which, you know me, mandatory flowers for Greg Dorch. I love Greg Dorch. <laughs> Greg Dorch, his snaps went down to 27. So out of 76 offensive snaps, he played like third. Um, not good to see, considering he just catches everything. And the, the one target he had, he caught, because yeah. that's all he does is catch things. Rondell Moore was getting jet stream it was it was a mess uh between the the sweeps in the backfield to the the passes behind the line of scrimmage I, cliff just doesn't know how to use rondell Moore. it feels like 
Young. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. But the PF, uh, PFF grades on the offense, um, Hollywood Brown, 80.3, just keeps tearing up. Eno Benjamin, 80.1, and then Zacherts, 74.2. So the guys that, a couple of them had pretty bad weeks last week. Zacherts dropped a couple balls. Um, so it's good, good to see him really bounce back. Uh, for the cards. I had another note about Eno Benjamin that I want to cover. He's averaging five yards a carry on 22 rushes. That's 15th in the NFL gunner. Mm. Feed Eno. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Um, uh, Ertz, though, coming into this week, man, it's his former team. You know, so I think he's going to play a little bit harder. I think, I think there's a little something to prove there, man. I would hope, but I just feel like he's too in love with Philly. He actually took, and you don't usually see this, but he took a media call with all the Philly media on Monday. Did he? And, yeah. And okay. it's just like, I get it. You played there. It's your home. You love it. But I don't know. I, mean, he's, I, I think just, he's going to want to play. He's probably he's probably going to tell Cliff that, hey, put me in as I much hope. as you can. I hope. I hope that's yeah. the case. Yeah, um, I mean – uh, yeah, the the Eagles. They've been uh, what they they played their for, their former coach last week. You know, with or was it, no, it wasn't last week. It was Jacksonville? Yeah, it was last week. Uh, yeah, Peterson. Yeah. So now uh, they, they beat their former coach, and there was a meme that I saw online. It's the only reason I bring this up is uh, that uh, they uh, they played Carson Wentz, beat him. You know, in Washington, Doug Peterson. Beat him in with Jacksonville, and now the the next door for the uh, the Grim Reaper to uh, to approach and uh, give a bloodbath to is Zach Ertz with the, uh, yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. And they had Deuce Daly Week One with the Lions too. So you have a lot of uh, oh, Eagles and then Jalen yeah. Rieger uh, with Rager. the uh, the Vikings yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, you had a lot of former Eagles tied to the teams they beat. Yeah. Um, before we, I tied. I, I got a lot of, or I got two or three notes on the Eagles. But before we get into that, one other things I want to kind of touch on is I just talked about Edo Benjamin and, and being 15th in the NFL and how we need to get him some touches. Also, Daryl Williams, he's averaging six and a half yards of carry. Like, I get, we talked about this on, on the postgame show. Connor does not look, I'm just assuming, is it fully healthy? He's been on the injury report, had some ankle issues. You have two guys behind him that are both averaging over five yards of carry. Mm-hmm. run these other guys um the cardinals have the worst first half offense in the nfl but they have the second uh they have the best second half offense in the league so how about that jekyll and hyde between two halves that's per uh pro football focus and then the last piece was kyler murray on pace to throw an nfl record 735 passes this season gutter that's good man i mean we we need him to 
I just think that you got to run the ball more, though. Going back to the first part about Eno and Daryl Williams, you would think, like, I don't think you want him running that or throwing that many times. But maybe. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Kyler using his legs, but you know, yeah. well, you uh, saw, I mean, you it, saw it Sunday, right? He ran yeah. over over ten times again. He's now ten and one in his career. He runs over ten times. Yeah, Tw- for so. twenty six yards. I want to see him more than twenty six yards, though, man. I, you know, I mean, if they're gonna win, they got to use his legs. No, I I agree. Hey, I, I got a note here on the Eagles that I think you're gonna appreciate uh, before we wrap this episode and look forward look ahead to our Eagles show on Friday. Um, you see this here in the chat, Gunner? I'll let yeah. you handle this one because I think you're gonna, you'll really gravitate to this. Well, the Eagles have now won six straight games versus animal mascot teams. I saw this. I'm like, man, what? <laughs> this is like somebody's got too much time on their hands to be breaking this stuff down. You know, so I mean, six straight games versus animal mascot teams. Next up, the Cardinals this Sunday. They broke a six-game losing streak against other bird teams last year when they beat the Falcons week one, but haven't played any bird team since it hashtag analytics. I, somebody's got way too much time on their hands, man. <laughs> be breaking it down that far with the mascots. Hey baby, that's the only content you're going to find here. We kick off in the Valley. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Cardinals currently five and a half point underdogs. Like I, we said on Sunday, but I, I imagine that will change a little bit more as we get closer. I mean, uh, that's what you said on Sunday, man. I hadn't changed it. Hadn't changed yeah, at all. Yeah. Still five and a half. We're still early in the week. I, I think it'll move as we get later in the week, and, and I think the Cardinals will go down to you know six and a half or seven somewhere in there. Um, Producer Adam, the bird god, do you have anything for us today? Don't uh, look past the animal analytics. You know what I mean? Those, those kind of stats they can come back to haunt you a little bit. I think when fan bases start to pull on those types of threads, you gotta really pump the brakes. Uh, would you guys now? Let's just we'll close out on this. We know we're gonna do our full preview on Friday, taking a look at that Eagles matchup. But where are we from a confidence level? You just had on a great guest talking about in depth the Cardinals, the state of the quarterback, and the head coach. Are we building towards that Cliff Kingsbury on his way out moment, as as Gunner had talked about last week, or is this manageable as we work our way through the season? Because it doesn't look like this team's going to be better than 500, at least in the short term. I, I think you still have a long season, right? And I, I think again, the Cardinals are starting to get healthy. You're having guys coming back from IR. You're going to have Hopkins back in two weeks. We we put this as as the baseline. You got to be five hundred. You got to be three and three through week six, and at that point, the schedule hopefully gets a little bit better, and uh, you'll be you'll have all your cards in the deck, so to speak. I think Kingsbury. You know, I mean, obviously the the win on Sunday kind of saved him. You know, I mean, because I was kind of on the uh, the the whole train that if they lose, he's gonna lose his job. But I mean, we we saw that stat on Sunday about the Cardinals being the worst team. Uh, in first quarter points. Um, and, you know, who who creates the, the plays in the first quarter? It's Kingsbury, right? He creates that plan. They, they they stick to the game plan. And you look at, hey, Cardinals are the worst team of the first quarter. I mean, somebody's got to make the connection there to, uh, to, to figure it out. I mean, if Kingsbury's plan is not working, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, proof of point there. Kingsbury's plans are what has played out in the first quarter. It's not working. Worst scoring team in the first quarter. You know, well, he, he said it, I, I think Monday, it was on Monday or Sunday after the game, but he had said, like, I just need to call better plays. And he finally said, I, which thank God, 
I wish he would have pivoted to to a, a positive <laughs> note, but he did take some blame so, there. So he did take the blame. Yeah, so there yeah, is exactly. that we can now point fingers. You know, I mean, if, if things don't change, fingers are being pointed at him. You know, well, and, and he doesn't he doesn't have the best delivery because if he would have pivoted to something like as oh yeah I, I need to call better plays, but we got adjusted. Hollywood Brown did his thing. You know, blah 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 blah. Yeah, posted all the the positive. But all he did was now put a target on his back by by taking that blame, yeah. like you're saying. I mean, yeah. Which, so. I mean, we're gonna find out on Sunday if things change because I mean the uh, the Cardinals are gonna go down real quick, uh, and, and fall behind in points real quick. The Eagles have scored 24 points in the first half of each of their first three games. Cardinals don't score 19. points until the second half. Nineteen. You don't want to come in here, Bird God, voice of the Bird God. Nineteen total first half points for the Arizona Cardinals in all four of their games. So Ooh, you just you just highlighted. Four that you could put four games together for the first halves and the Eagles would still yeah. beat the Arizona Cardinals yeah. with just one of some of their production. So, so big uphill battle here for the Cardinals, potentially. Huge uphill battle. And, I mean, I guess our only hope here is that, uh, you know, hopefully the Eagles are kind of looking past the Cardinals and on to the Cowboys, who uh, they play the following week in week six. And the, the Cowboys – divisional matchup for them so yeah hopefully yeah. they are looking ahead well and the cowboys are number five in the power rankings according to uh what are the dudes on uh, espn max uh whatever the hell his name is I now he him. yeah he created his own power rankings he's got uh, the eagles at number one cowboys at number five so hopefully we can uh you know catch them with their pants down if you know as they say uh this sunday as they uh are hopefully looking past uh the cardinals <laughs> 